everyone out there in the old gaming verse. Yeah, that's right. We're cool. We're hip. Yeah, we're young, just like you, you the lucky young person. You. We're Hack the Dino. This is our gaming cast where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games, news, previews, and reviews. That's right. I've practiced since last show, and I'm uh, very good at it now. Thank you very much. I am the fifth horseman, the apocalypse. Uh, uh, patience, uh, Ben Rosenthal, and I am joined here by one of my co-hosts, Floppy the Enabler. Well, hello, hello, and yes, you should buy that thing that you want so dearly. What what thing? All the things that you want, buy them. Buy them really? now. Because things make you happy. Really? They do. Not experiences? No. I guess experience the one, you of know what? buying the thing. The experience of buying the thing yeah. makes you happy. That's right. I, I concur. What do things you want to buy? Things make you happy. I want to buy all sorts of things. Most importantly, I want to buy PlayStation things. Really? Yes. Well, we're going to be talking about what kind of PlayStation things. We are going to talk about it. But I before we do, Anto. Hello. Are you here? I am here. What do you like to buy? I also things? like to buy PlayStation games. Really? Yeah. Specifically, uh, ones that begin with F and F. Oh, for f- you can FF. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Floppy. Yes, mate. What are we talking about uh, on this uh, very uh, splendiferous show? We are going to talk about things you might want to look out for, things you might want to pick up if you're of the PlayStation hungry persuasion. Really? Yes. PlayStation hungry persuasion. Yeah, I came up with that on the spot. Like I can't. <laughs> that's quite a cacophony you put together. There. <laughs> it was a good one, for, um, off the cuff. So we can see a couple of on on the desk here. Yes. Have you finished each of these? Uh, no, I haven't finished Final Fantasy VII. Really. No, I have finished the rest. Why haven't you finished Final Fantasy VII but have finished the rest? Why Why have you uh, respected and put the effort into finishing these other great games, um, which are, are, are clearly going to go down in history as, as brilliant um, uh, renditions of, of the PlayStation uh, genre? Um, why, why have you uh, finished all those them with all those hours and uh, not Final Fantasy VII? Very good reason. Yes. I didn't get Final Fantasy till this year. Right, and why is that? Why, why did you not get... Why when, why when it came out on day one, did you not rush out and, and get Final Fantasy VII? Because, um, you know, obviously these games you've had for a while, you, you were excited Correct. to play them. Um, mm-hmm. You went out of your way to, to hunt them down and find them. And then, um, you know, Final Fantasy, like you were in the bathroom and found it in the lavatory uh, and decided, yeah, I should probably take that. Why, why, why would you... Why, why is that happening? Uh, because as a teenager mm-hmm. with not a lot of money, mm-hmm. I bought what I could... Right, and what, what made a, you which, which as a teenager, um, you know, uh, sort of uh, living uh, free and 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 uh, being being a good moral citizen? Um, what made you ignore the news reports of Final Fantasy corrupting our kids? Well, one and thing in particular. One yes, thing I, yes. I sat down and I yep. thought to myself: Was this uh, in the toilet before you found it? Or, Correct. Or, yes, right. Uh, good, good, good. Many many years ago. Yes, twenty years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was building up my PlayStation experiences, I thought to myself: There is this game. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 yep. I could play this you could however if I played it right now I would rob myself of the opportunity to come onto a game show no. slash video game talk show no. in about 25 years that's wrong no you didn't and heckle Anto about it oh right <laughs> right it's funny because I had the same idea I played the long game mate. you did you did the long con and do you know what else is a long con I mean, Final yes, Fantasy VII, because it conned you into spending your time with your, your valuable resource of life uh, in, in playing a spiky-haired Dragon Ball Z wannabe sword wielder <laughs> who can't even seal the deal with his childhood friend um, and, and a man with guns on his arms. Well, admittedly, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and you've got a, an angel. He's not even an angel. Like, How did he even get that wing? 
Angels in the Bible don't even look like that, Sephiroth. So just calm down, you and your nipples. Anyway, Anto, um, what, you, what you doing there? What you, what you talking about? I think he's pooping. <laughs> oh, he's making another copy of Final Fantasy VII. Good. We'll be talking about that as well as much more PlayStation <laughs> stuff. But first... I'd like to say thank you to the awesome Patreons on our $10 a month levels, le- Levo? Levo. level. So thank you to Ash Knight, Karen Knight, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dad. And where can they go if they want to be a uh, Patreon or support us uh, via money? You can go over to hackthedino.com and click on that little Patreon link and peruse the benefits of which you would like to take part in. And if you don't have any, any money spare, which is completely understandable, uh, just by sharing this video, sharing our uh, minute-long videos that I put up every single day, liking us on Instagram, liking us on Facebook, all telling those social medias, telling your friends, uh, getting your people to come on in and, and join in the show and join in the live chat. Like We have so many people. Joining our Discord is probably the best way. We're all in there. We all chat quite a much. Quite a much? Quite a much. Quite a much. Sometimes our, we use English. Not much. Anyway, hackthedino.com. Join on Discord. It's all free. Patreon's not, but... You, We've all so lost words. We have. Because I'm very excited. Do you know why I'm very excited, Floppy? Why are you very excited? Because uh, about two weeks ago, we got sent a little parcel. Now, I don't know what's <laughs> You're not in supposed it. to open those, mate. <laughs> You're supposed to call the police. It goes with 19 seconds. Um, so, this is from... I'm not going to show the address because it's my address. Uh... Michael Towns from Game Boy Games. Definitely call the police. <laughs> sent us this little parcel for us to open. <laughs> Michael Towns in the chat has gone, yeah, I mailed my poop. <laughs> so, Floppy. Yes, mate. I'd like you to open that. Uh, okay. Now, none of us have looked in it. I have cut the tape off, so it's not awkward to open. So, you should just be able to lift it up. I like up. the reference on the mailer. Well, that's why I decided that you should uh, open the, the gift, Floppy. It just says Flopster. All right, Floppy. All right. Describe to us what you're, you're unboxing. Man, maybe uh, do it so people can actually see. I was going to say, so, all right, so we've got... I'm going to try and do it so that the, uh, the address doesn't show. Okay, thank you. All right, what am I seeing? I'm seeing... Paper! Wrap, paper! I've, seen, I've got paper. Is it marshmallow? We've got paper. We've got packing paper. <laughs> there is... Uh, how do I describe this? Some form of origami monster? Yeah. Is there a note? I'd say it's a triceratops, personally. Oh, it is. It's Michael Ceratops. It's Michael Ceratops. It's Michael Ceratops. Um, I feel like this is stuck in. Yeah, well, what's under that paper? Michael Ceratops has some paper. All right. I'm going to read. I'm going to check out the paper. Oh, uh, no. I think you should look in Michael Ceratops' mouth. Michael Ceratops. Hold it up. I've just caught a glimpse. Hold it up. Okay. I will hold it up, Floppy. And no, I, I just I, caught a glimpse of what's in there. Michael Ceratops's. Okay. Just yeah. lift that up for me. Lift that up. Lift that up. <gasps> <laughs> under, under what appears to be Microceratops' vomit. Yep. What, what is it? Is copies of the floppy <laughs> game. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it is spew, by the way. Oh, man. Physical so... copies of Michael Town's Game Boy Games, the floppy game. There we go. And this That's dino incredible. box, which is freaking amazing. A dino box. Oh, oh man. man. So it looks like we've each got a copy of the flopping game. The floppy game. And that we've is... got an extra cart you can use as a prize or something. So we will Ooh. give away a copy of the floppy Ooh. game uh, to be announced. 
Ooh, we're gonna have to come up with a com- with some form of competition. Beat me in Smash Bros. And we've no, got... I said competition, not <laughs> suicide. But that is amazing. So everyone, head on over to uh, Game Boy Games. You can find it over on HackTheDino.com. I've got a uh, link there that you can visit. Um, <laughs> Floppy, I think you need to stream this. Uh, it sounds like. How do I do that? With my epilogue. All right, I'll do that. Which is hooked up to the streaming PC. Okay, that doesn't work. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Michael um, Towns yeah, I'm just gonna, and Game Boy Games. I'm wondering if there's anything in here. Is this anything I need? Or? No, I think that's just crepe paper. This is a very uh, artfully folded up piece of paper. How does it feel floppy to have a game named after you? To have a game Look, based on you? It's pretty freaking awesome. That is very awesome. Thank you. Thank you, that Townsie. Is very cool. that, is, that is the coolest. That is so cool. I, I, I don't know what to say. Legitimately, that was you saw that unboxing. That was not. That's very, very. Had not cool. seen any of that. Did not know what was in there. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. That was amazing. Do you know what else is amazing? Me. Besides that, ah, a little thing this. called Nintendo. Ugh. Don't do that. You know it's true. <laughs> a little thing called Nintendo. Uh, and Nintendo have recently acquired or uh, have agreed to acquire. Dynamo Pictures, which is a CG animation company. Now, according to this, Nintendo plans to convert Dynamo Pictures, once the sale goes through, into Nintendo Pictures, so that it can focus on creating content derived from Nintendo's various IPs. So things like Zelda, Metroid, are all going to be CGI cartoons. Irrelevant if Mario does any good or not. I Uh, I think that could be cool. I think it'd be cool. great. I it's mean, look, you're inevitably, you're inevitably, inevitably going to get some bad stuff. Yeah, of course. But how cool... <laughs> Careful with that, it's valuable. Um, <laughs> some would say priceless. Some would. Uh, Not me. Rubbish. Um, but you're inevitably also going to get some really cool stuff. Yeah. Like a Metroid CGI cartoon. Heck yes, please. Uh, that'd be really cool, actually. Where Heck some, yes. Um, Samus just goes around exploring planets. We don't, need a, we don't need a CGI Zelda cartoon. I've seen the ones from the 90s. They were wonderful. Uh, that wasn't CGI, though. No, but I'll just say we don't need a CGI one. We've already got cartoons yeah. from the 90s. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, they were terrible. So, Dynamo Pictures have uh, done stuff for Ghost in the Shell, PlayStation, Studio Ghibli movie, Earwig, uh, and The Witch, Near Replicant, Mega Man, Death Stranding, and the Resident Evil franchise. So, they've had some experience. And, and mm. it's a pretty big step to Nintendo just go, yeah, right, we'll buy this. Because they're pairing with Illumination for the Mario movie, okay. I believe. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited as a Nintendo fanboy to see what's going to be in my eyes. Uh, soon nice floppy yes mate when you were younger correct what did you have in your eyes uh, conjunctivitis good and what but, else uh, what healed that conjunctivitis drops and what did you drop when you weren't carrying it carefully enough I, I'm so con- I had no idea where you PlayStation going. one time everyone how what the hell can you get there I knew what I was talking about so, so did I, Hackadactyls. They all knew as well. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we are going to talk about the PS1. I don't know if you noticed, but I've got a lot of PS1-related paraphernalia. I just want to throw out very quickly before someone calls me out for it, that copy of FF7 is not mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's that's mine. Right. And that's your Metal Gear as well, isn't it? It is poppy? also my Metal Gear. These are all mine. Mm, they're all floppies. They're all mine. It um, will be mine. 
I was thinking that now that we've got, after looking through the sort of upgraded uh, PS Plus, mm-hmm. a little bit of nostalgia for some old stuff, wanting to play some old games. Nostalgia? From Hack the Dino? No. Oh, man. No. <laughs> I bleed nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are robots in the chat. That is a diehard game. I'll be getting to that. Um, so I thought, you know what? People might, if you're like me, get a taste for the old things and then want to own them physically and tangibly because we have a problem. Yep. So I thought I'd do a little bit of a buying guide on the PS1. My problem is money, which is why I try and get rid of it at every opportunity. Oh, yeah, I hate money. Mm. I, I, always, I always spend it. Yep. Get rid of it. Just, it's, it's evil. evil. Great. If you evil. want to get rid of yours evilly, evil, yeah. evil money, send it over here. We'll dispose of it for you. Yeah, we're very generous like that. <laughs> very generous. Uh, so a little, little look into the PlayStation. Uh, if you haven't seen one before, it's that grey box. There's two of them there. This one uh, here with the stickers on it, there's a Mr. Tickle on it, is my PlayStation, my original PlayStation that I bought as a teenager. Uh, it is still kicking. Um, not as well as the other one, which is why I have another one. <laughs> Did you get one at launch? No, not at launch. Um, uh, former host, Dan McGuinness, uh, got one at launch, Like spent $1,000 for it, and he still remembers it as one of his favorite video game memories, going to the midnight wow. launch, plonking down 1000 bucks back in 1994, and uh, buying his PlayStation, which he still has, by the way. Yeah, I got mine in 96. So a couple of years after yeah, the Yeah, I'd, I'd left school, started working, bought a billabong jacket, and then a PlayStation. I got mine in 2008 or so. I went to a garage sale. Yeah, your first PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 1, yeah. I say that. I bought my first NES this year. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I got that. And uh, as they said, oh, yeah, $10. And they said, I'll take that folder as well. It's got games in it. And I went, oh, cool. And chipped I PlayStation. It, it was chipped. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Sold CD-ROMs. Yep. Um, right. So PlayStation began uh, after splitting from Nintendo, Sony and Sony and Nintendo were working on a thing together, weren't they, Ben? They were. Um, you may recall it, us covering it previously in Hack the Dino. If you don't, you can go back and listen to all our other episodes. There's only about 206 of them. That's okay. Uh, start at number one and work your way forward. Oh, don't. It's awful. Start at, start <laughs> awful. at number 10, work your nah, way forward. Probably, no, when Braden comes on board. So start around 30 and 36 work your way forward. ish <laughs> Once Braden comes on, the whole place really just lifts up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, have covered it previously. It was called the uh, Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, it was an add-on for the Super Nintendo and the Super Famicom where the discs went in and it uh, gave you just basically extra uh, memory and extra RAM uh, in order to play higher-end games. It was thought that it was lost, but uh, a little over a couple of years ago, someone found the actual dev kit in their father's possessions and sold it at auction for $360,000 US in money. 2020. Um yeah, very, very rare piece of uh, history. Um, it's, it's just nice that it exists and, and now that it's out there. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about it because it's mm. about PlayStation. Yeah. So, yeah, PlayStation then decided they're going to do their own thing and they made... Well, Sony decided they're going to do their own thing, make the PlayStation. By the way, they decided to do their own thing because Nintendo was awful to them. Yeah. They like, Nintendo was... Re- read into it if you have some spare time, but Nintendo were a horrible company to deal with back then. Uh, they were exceptionally bad in the NES days where they made people buy the whole run... Uh, like, you had to pay, buy your carts from Nintendo for the NES up front... Before you'd sold any games. Before you'd sold any games in order to sell. And if your game wasn't a hit... You were basically bankrupt, but Nintendo didn't care because they made money on it anyway. Like, it's actually, 
Yeah, no, and so, sorry. I was just going to say the the decision and like the conversation that happened between Ken Kutaragi, the engineer behind the PlayStation, and the president of Sony at the time, um, is quite a famous one. Uh, they he Ken Kutaragi went to his boss and basically said like we we shouldn't let this go. We should absolutely move forward with it. And because he was so angry at Nintendo, president at the time, uh, I believe his name was Norio Oga. Um, he just said, "Do it." That was yep. all he said. Just do it. And PlayStation happened. Yep. So mm. here we I'm go. Look at them now. <laughs> yep. Uh, Nintendo were an awful company. Yeah. Like I, I like to think they've changed since. Uh, so the Yamauchi's aren't. Why do you say no? Because Iwata's gone. Yeah, I know. Well, they did change when Iwata was in charge. Yeah, for the better. And now he's gone, and they've again. No, I know. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so what you see, this, this grey box that you see before you launched in Japan in 1994. It uh, then launched in Europe and North America in, I think it was mid-1995, came to Australia, end of 95. Uh, and we have CD-ROM gaming, which had been, we were talking about it before, was it the Sega Saturn? Yes. Had a CD-ROM, but whoever knew what one of them was. I've got one in my garage, actually. Yeah, exactly. Excuse in you? Garage. I've got a Sega Saturn in my garage. <laughs> it's with my wood grain Atari. We'll talk about what you're going to trade for it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was up against the Sega Saturn and the Nintendo 64. So you, you put here competed against yeah, the Nintendo sorry, 64. Yeah, it, it destroyed them. I went in there and edited Floppy's notes and put destroyed because it absolutely did. As a Nintendo fan back then, Nintendo took the chance to uh, rely on carts and their whole thing was carts don't have loading times. Which is true. the PlayStation did. Mm. Um However, Nintendo also didn't have enough memory to do uh, FMVs, uh, any audio files, <laughs> and very baseline graphics that we love. So love many, still on the 64, but... So many games on the PlayStation went to FMV. Yep. Not always for a good reason, too. No. Like, there were some terrible things happening there. Uh, but it boasted an extensive library, like had lots and lots of third-party developers, had a really competitive price at the time, had a really aggressive marketing strategy where they aimed at adolescents and adults. So they're sort of not really aiming it at kids per se, mm. uh, aiming it at people that had the money. It was for the Nintendo fans who had grown up on Nintendo and then were yeah. now older, they're in their 20s, uh, and were after something a little bit more serious. Look at this. I mean, these guys look like you know, a bunch of ruffians. A bunch of Did that kid have his cool cap on backwards? He does. And Holy you got smokes. Dad, uh, you, see, you sort of got like three different ages of kids. They're playing like a dark sort of Doom-esque like game. I'm not 100% sure what it is right now or if it's just a demo. Um, but yeah, so it was aimed at those people that were a little bit more grown up, a little more edgier. That's Legend of the Rusty Sword. Yeah, there you go. Um, big scary monster. So yeah, first, it was the first console to ever ship over 100 million units. Wow. Now, I don't know if that means they've shipped it to things or it's sold. I'm sure if it's shipped 100 million, it probably sold over that too. Uh, but that is pretty impressive. Mm. That is pretty impressive. Uh, games were released for this up until 2006. Yep. Which is like a year or two before the PS3 came out. Yep. They were still making PS1 games. Because the PS2 was backwards compatible. So you could play PS1 games on the PS2. Yep. It had a few different models. It had a number of different models, actually. Uh, well, no. Actually, it only had two different models, but it had different... Uh, variations on the first one. So the first model is the one you can see here, mm -hmm. uh, which is just called the PlayStation, or some gets referred to as the the PSX. Is that the one with the RCA? RC, uh, go, Anto. Go. Just 
Remember so, when we talk? Hang let's on, talk. Before, before let's I talk do, layman's for everyone. Before I do, before Anto goes in, yeah. was that the one? One supposed to have superior audio that DJs even use to this day as a CD Correct. player because so, it has really, really good. It is the model of this one that has the AV outputs on the back, right? Which none of these do. Okay. So I'll get into the ports in a second, but there was the PS. PlayStation, PSX, PS1, Anto, which I'll on get your, to. Go on your rant. Rant, Anto. It's not really a rant. It's, I mean, it is. But I'm <laughs> going to try and keep it really short. So, the PSX no Final Fantasy talk. was the development term or like pre-release code or like yeah. prototype code word for the PlayStation 1. And then they actually released the PSX, which is a PlayStation 2 with a DVR built in that only came out in Japan. So, it's not a PSX. And anyone who thinks it is needs to shut the hell up. Jesus, it's the angriest I've ever seen him. <laughs> Me too. And I haven't even told him that I don't like Final Fantasy VII yet. It's like people who say Sega instead of Sega. Ugh. It's Sega. Sega. It's also dance, not dance. It is dance. Because we speak proper English over here in South Australia. <laughs> We're not, we weren't a convict settled state here in South Australia. So a little bit I'm of history just going to call you. it the original model of PlayStation so that Ant's little vein inside of his head doesn't burst. Uh, had lots and lots of ports, lots of different ways of having outputs. So it had um, AV cables, it had RCA, it had S video, it had serial ports, parallel port, uh, and I think that was all of them. And gradually, they reduced one. They took out the S video one, then they took out uh, the serial port or the parallel port, I think, which was used to connect a couple together. Uh, serial port was used for things like Game Shark. Yeah, Game Shark. Uh, also, had an add-on, um, like a third-party add-on, where like you could just rip games as well. Yep. Uh, the AV ports, uh, or RCA ports, were used, uh, as we talked about before. A lot of uh, DJs, a lot of audio files will use them, because it had, obviously, it's Sony. Sony were known for audio and visual at that point in time, TVs, uh, stereos. So it had a really, really good CD player in there. There was tech reasons to why it was so good. We don't need to know that. Um, so those are quite highly sought after but they are the very earlier ones I think that was one of the ports the S-Video was the first port to go and then RCA uh, and so it just ended up with just AV and a serial port on the end which is the ones that I've got it didn't take them long to crack down and decide they're not going to use all those things and yeah and then in 2000 so you know six years later they released the PS1 which was slimmer mm -hmm. uh, rounder Sorry, Anto. I actually don't like the look of it. Yeah. But it's probably because it's a nostalgia thing and I like this. I, I, I like had the, the original grey box too, like the PS1, mm. the, the remod, remodel. But yeah. the, the 2001... Which one had the screen? Well, the, I'm about to say that. Yeah. So the 2001, the, PS, the PS1, the smaller model, you could purchase, some. I think it was in a bundle you could get it or you could get it on its own, an actual little LCD screen that would clip onto it and then fold down. That's cool. Uh, making it a portable unit. Which yep. is really awesome. I really want one for my GameCube. There we go. That's the PS1. Uh, you can see just the size, but compared to the controller there. Um, and it had a, yeah, a little uh, screen that would use the serial port on the back, and then away you go. Um, now, the 2000 PS1 model was the highest selling console that year, even though the PS2 had been released. Wow. There it is with the was, screen. Was that... Um, it's like a little five-inch screen or something. Reduced price? Uh, I couldn't tell you why. I just thought it was cool that it was. Cool. And it came out there. But there. So that's the only two models that they had, different variations on the model. Um, one thing they had many variations of was the controller. 
So they originally came out with the PlayStation controller. It was just called the PlayStation controller. It was essentially a SNES controller mm-hmm. with extended grips to better hang on to. Had your shoulder buttons, had your D-pad, had a start, had a select, had four buttons on the right-hand side. Uh, they decided instead of the letters like everyone else did, they went for easily identifiable symbols. I think it was cool. I'm assuming it's to do with accessibility in different areas, like countries or things. I don't know. Maybe. But I thought it was a cool idea. Yep. And it also gave them branding straight away to better use icons, things like that. Very smart. Um, but not long after that, they put in a couple of analog sticks that were just popped onto the back of the controller, like we have here. So the first one didn't have these. So if you're out and about and buying one of these guys, um, look, it doesn't particularly matter what controllers you pick up. If you do get one with analog sticks, you're going to play how to play more games because there were some that required it. But they even had an analog button so you could turn off the analog if you didn't want to use it and just want to use your D-pad. I never played Metal Gear without um, the analog sticks. Mm-hmm. Did you at all? No, because I always had analog sticks. Yeah, I, I just wonder how that game was to play. Oh, I couldn't even... Manto? Um, I actually prefer playing the original Metal Gear with the D-pad. Wow, was um, that? And the only reason... It, well, there's two reasons. One is the first fight with Revolver Ocelot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's just a lot easier to move like and running around while you're running around in that first basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tower climb when you're being chased and you're doing laps for, I think it's like 10 oh, minutes. Yep. Um, that just felt easier to me on the D-pad as well. Like, and I just want to yeah. uh, point out my uh, correct controversial opinion <laughs> that Metal Gear Solid is actually about Revolver Ocelot. Yeah, we've had, about, I think we've had this uh, big boss and snake. Thank you. It is. Fight me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and finally, after adding the analog sticks, they uh, added the dual shock. So you got rumble, which they weren't. They didn't do straight away, apparently, because rumble was licensed by Nintendo. Nintendo. Yep. So they couldn't do it until a later iteration, iteration. of the uh, controller, and called it the dual shock as opposed to rumble. Mm-hmm. We're dual shock meaning because it's got uh, a heavy weight and a lighter weight in one in each sort of end of the uh, controller, so they'll use one for small vibrations, one for big ones. Uh, but yeah, they did bring out one other controller. Now I had a photo in assets, Anto, of all the different controllers. If you could maybe bring that up, so <laughs> look at us all looking at everything. <laughs> Don't show that one, Anto. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There was a uh, picture in there that was of a... Brian Lee O'Malley's variant of Sex, crim- uh, Sex Criminals, Criminals number cover 11, the comic. artwork that we were having a laugh at. Yep. That now the world has seen. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to save these because it's still showing up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a second. Uh, there was one other controller made. Which I would love to see, and the guys have just told me that they've seen them in caches, but they're way too expensive. Super and that's expensive. the PlayStation Analog Joystick, of which there is a surprising amount of games that it supported, well, that mm. supported it. Well, I thought there was going to be like three, and it was going to be all Ace Combats. Uh, but no, there was a surprising amount of games that you could use the Analog Joysticks with, as you can see up there in Pong? the top right. You could play Pong with them? Probably. But that top left one, top left, left one, which looks tiny, because it looks like a SNES controller with legs... On it, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that was your first one before going down to the analog uh, and then the DualShock, which had the uh, concave uh, analog sticks Ooh. as opposed to the convex. convex. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are the controllers that you will see out in the wild if you can get one of the bottom two ones. 
because they just well if you see the big joystick one and, and it's cheap buy it for me yeah sure I'd like it yep but yeah there are other accessories as well uh, Anto I've got another photo yep give me a sec <laughs> save that one uh, some of these are necessary specifically these little guys down here I don't know if you can see them memory cards because we didn't have onboard memory yet so we had memory cards that would save in block form and it would tell you how Oops. much, how many blocks of your memory card your game would take up. Uh, I do have the old uh, PlayStation Magazine memory card stickers on there. I think that one is Tomb Raider. I think I was looking for the Metal Gear one. Ah, uh, that's at home. Is it? Yeah, I've He's got a it. smart man. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't leaving this house. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chatter coming from our viewers saying like they've got a lot of memory cards and I've got a shoebox with, I think, Seven or eight of them. And yeah. they're all Final Fantasy Seven. No, they're not, actually. One, One of is dedicated Final to Fantasy. Metal Gear. Mm. Wow. But so. yeah, I've got a bunch <laughs> of memory cards floating around. Uh, PS1, PS2, all those sorts of things. They're all similar, similar memory cards. But yeah, so you got your memory cards, which you needed if you would like to you know, save your game and not have to start from the start every time. Uh, everything else on the accessory page, not exactly necessary. You had a G-Con gun. These things are wicked... Uh, obviously, you need a CRT TV to be able to play light gun games, which is what this was for. Uh, Time Crisis and a few other things. One of the games which I'll go through tonight. But there is a bunch of game, like light gun games that you could use that guy with. And it just looks cool. Yeah, it it looks cool. Like, I'm sorry, the Zapper gun for it's the Nintendo is cool. It's a super anime gun. But that looks like something that Robocop would carry. Yeah. 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 So that is cool. Um, another thing you could get was the mouse, the PlayStation mouse, which I've actually got one down here. I think it's hidden at the moment. Um, I used it for playing things like Command and Conquer, Red Alert, stuff like that on my PlayStation. Uh, it is legitimately a mouse with a tracking ball in the bottom, which I'd forgotten what they look like. Yeah, check it out, millennials. I have not cleaned that, so Hang on, God gonna, knows what's in there. I'm going to get this mouse's ball out. <laughs> that was the comic cover, wasn't it? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for uh, those Gen Z people, uh, uh, handheld mouse used to be uh, controlled by this little avocado seed. That's right. <laughs> we used to get eat out of avocados, and then we get the mouse and we put it back in there, and uh, the avocado-powered mouse would uh, do our bidding. Yes. Uh, that's why they're so expensive now. It's, it's true. That's why you can't afford a house, because we used all the avocados, avocados and seeds. seeds. To run mice. They're now endangered. Uh, you could also get a PlayStation Link cable to connect to PlayStations together, um, and a PlayStation Multitap, which turned one controller port in well, and and memory card slot into four. That was the boomerang one. Wasn't that was it? the boomerang one. Yes. Yep. Uh, and the last thing there, up in the top middle of that picture, is a pocket station. Now I'm going to throw over to Anto because I've never had a pocket station. He's got one apparently. I do. Um, I bought one to supplement. My Final Fantasy collection, um, because I'm pretty sure, I may be wrong, um, but I'm fairly certain that in um, PAL territories the uh, and America, the only game that supports it was Final Fantasy VIII. There was a minigame called Chocobo World, um, which <laughs> basically turned it into a Tamagotchi, um, which is really cool. It's how you get some of the rare items and, and things in the game. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think there's any other purpose for it in Western territories. But yeah, if you're buying, if you're out and about garage sales, secondhand shops, and you're buying PlayStation stuff, if you see memory cards, pick them up. Why? You see the, because you need them to be able to play your games. Oh yeah, I know. But like, you know, how many do you need? 
Well, pick up a few. You never know. Like uh, I have one that was dedicated to different playthroughs of Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. I have one that was dedicated to like a Tomb Raider. I had one that was dedicated to uh, Need for Speed. I, I used to have them dedicated to specific ones, so I didn't accidentally go over stuff. Oh, okay. Crash Bandicoot. So one. with my GameCube one, I just used to overwrite games I wasn't playing anymore. I don't do that. Well, that's fair. Because back then I didn't do that anyway. Hmm. But yeah, uh, other things, they're not necessary. But if you've got a CRTV tool and you like a bit of Time Crisis, definitely pick up a G-Con. I think we picked this up on a, on a hunt that we had. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got it for like... Next to nothing. It was like $9 or something. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 1. We think we're saying that's the, the second version of the G-Con. Really awesome. But of course, if you're picking up consoles, if you're picking up accessories, you're probably going to want to pick up some games. Good idea. Uh, we've got about 10 or 12 games here which are our picks and some uh and some honorable mentions of games we think you should play yep take it or leave it uh these are our games recommendation this our would have a little sticker on it and it'd be the little dino it'd, <laughs> it'd be, be little michael ceratops and it'd be the dino seal of approval and it'd be going like this e- thumb yeah. up. so my number one game for must play is resident evil 2 is this guy right here. Uh, this is improved on every aspect of the excellent first game. Uh, has great replayability because you can play as Leon, you can play as Claire, and then you can switch and do the campaigns the other way around to be able to get you can play all as of tofu. the story. You can play as Tofu. Uh, has an excellent story. I love the Resident Evil franchises. I talk about it all the time. This is by far my favorite of the Resident Evil stories. Yes, it has had an excellent remake on the PS4 and Xbox One and the current generation stuff. Um, but I think it is definitely worth playing on the original PlayStation if you don't mind playing the older stuff. Purely for the things like the fixed camera angles that make it scarier. Yeah, like totally. Really do. 100%. You cannot peek around corners. You're like watching a... It's almost like a Five Night at Freddy type thing. Yeah. You're watching uh, surveillance cameras almost. and S- On you, corners you, of walls. Yeah, and you don't know what's lurking around the corner. You yeah. Can, yeah, great. The story in this and the, the ways that... Uh, uh, Claire and um, Leon's stories intertwine and then when you're playing as the other person and you see the effects of the game that you would played earlier or the one that you haven't played yet just fantastic it is just it is an excellently crafted game must play um, Anto I've got the next one for you because because <laughs> we didn't talk it. about this uh, I don't know if you I heard mean, the last show Floppy but we I, spent I, an hour talking about Final Fantasy I haven't VII. listened to that part I may have skipped that part I mean, we didn't spend an hour talking about it but like everybody knew this was coming um <laughs> there's just there's no, no other everyone knew you were coming i'm going to recommend uh, other than final fantasy 7 um it's my favorite video game ever made it's got fantastic for the time uh cutscenes and visuals mm-hmm. um the storytelling is amazing battle system is a huge step up from the earlier final fantasy titles it's become a franchise of its own that Square Enix are treating with huge, huge, huge importance. Um, there's just not really a lot more I can say about it without destroying Let me tell Ben's you, brain. certain members of Hack the Dino are treating it with uh, huge, huge importance. My God, I, I was roasting coffee the other day and came back to my phone and there was like 50 <laughs> messages on the Discord between these two arguing backwards and forwards we as to whether... Arguing. You were arguing! We were having we were a discussion. Things. It was insane. About the definition of a remake. <laughs> Is that, I, mean, I went back and read it. It was actually, it was really good. We should totally should have kept that for a podcast. Well, you can still have it. We still can have it as a <laughs> Dynamo or something. Um, yeah. All right. So your top reasons for people playing this game? Um, I would just 
it's probably the easiest jumping in point if you want to get into Final Fantasy. Um, it's most people sort of my age in their sort of 30s or heading into them. Most people started with this one because the earlier ones were very hard to find and it didn't really blow up as a series until this game. Um, I'm pretty sure this is one of the first PlayStation 1 games to sell a million copies. Cool. Yep. Um, it just hit milestones for both Square Enix and Sony and there's a reason that the this was ported to... Well, not ported... Square brought the series to PlayStation because of what they could do visually and yeah. musically with the system. I think um, that comes down to the CD-ROM style of the things and, and the cutscenes that you could do and the storytelling that you could do without having to just rely on words. I mean, you know, it obviously looks dated compared to stuff that you see now, but I still for think the time, great. this was fantastic. Yeah. For anyone that grew up in that era and knew what games had been like before and then what they hit after, that, that sort of era was a turning point for everything. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one is for you, Ben. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time after Anto's Final Fantasy VII talk, so I'll be uh, <laughs> real quick. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're doing that one. Sorry, I was I was getting to my next one. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Um, reasons. Like, come on, come on. It's Metal Gear Solid. It's Metal Gear Solid. You know, if you're watching Hack the Dino, you know Metal Gear Solid. You know Kojima. It, it's one of the best games ever made. It's just, my favorite game of all time. Just effing play it. Like, I think that's still going for a reasonable price. I think you can still pick it up in secondhand shops for around $80. So, not ludicrous. Buy it. And they've just announced that they're bringing you more back to the digital storefront. So, don't worry mm. about it. Play Metal Gear Solid. Uh, enjoy the hell out of it. Then go and read the storyline. And then come and talk to me <laughs> to, so I can explain Play it, it a few you. times and then read it. I had to read the uh, that entire um, storyline. Like... I've got a book written by fans which puts the into all the games into chronological order uh, and explains it all. Yeah. And I had to read it twice to order in order yeah. to understand it. Just, just saying, this is the first game that I ever played where I realised that games could be like a movie, have yep. twists and turns. And, yep. and this thing... And Kojima would be so happy to hear you say that. Oh, well, you know, when he's, I'm sure he's listening. Well, he's watching. I'm sure he's he's probably, probably a Patreon by now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Go for it. Yeah, all right. Anto? Anto? I have a very quick question for both of you about this video. Sure. Yeah. Um, was it like an early promo for the game? Or was this someone messing around with unlimited ammo and That was a trailer. Because... No, that was a trailer. That, that would have been trailer. one of the CES trailers or something. Right. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, it was like it a launch trailer. just popped up and said, you know, Metal Gear Solid. may have even been the one on the demo, like after you played the demo. The uh, no, I specifically didn't get the demo trailer. Oh, okay. Because it gave away secrets. I was just shocked at how much... How, how, much they were you, how much they were fired. shooting? Yeah, you can't <laughs> shoot that much. All right, next game. Oh, good, it's another Anto one. Anto, he's got the next game, Anto. Okay, so... We got a video for this one? We I think do, we should I'm have just video for all of them. Uh, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Um, you should play this because it's probably... Really easy to get your hands five on. top five 2D <laughs> platformer adventure games ever made, in my opinion. Um, it was the turning point for the Castlevania series being uh, just a straightforward level-based platformer um, and it turning into like a long-form exploratory adventure RPG game. Um, it sounds amazing. Like, the soundtrack is absolutely beautiful. Gameplay is solid. Character designs are amazing. Monster designs are amazing. It's just got all of this sort of... I say tropes, but not in a bad way. Yep. 
it's got all the tropes of like sort of B horror movies, like your Frankenstein's monsters, werewolves, skeletons, all these crazy things. It's just fantastic. Um, it got re-released on PlayStation Four and Xbox in the Castlevania. I think it's called Requiem Collection, okay. which has Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood in. Buy it. It's cheap. It's like fifteen bucks at the moment. It's really? one of the best fifteen dollars you'll ever spend. See, I didn't. I I knew that it had been released, but I didn't know it had been released. If that made sense. Yeah. Like. I might yeah. No. 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 Investigate you're, that. You're aware that it was a thing, but you're not sure why or when. Yeah. Um, my next game of I think must plays on the PS1 is this bad boy over here. Mm-hmm. This is the Die Hard trilogy. This game is probably on this table, probably the most affordable and easily easy to get to. Now, when they marketed this, they really punched into the whole movie aspect of it using, as you can see now, clips from the films and everything like that. It's actually three games in one, so it does play the first three diehard films but it does each film is in a different genre of game so the diehard one nakatomi towers is a over the shoulder no over the shoulder third person shooter so you're running around so an adventure game essentially so like a twin uh twin stick shooter no no like like a like like say tomb raider Okay, where was uh, what was the Die Hard game? Am I thinking the arcade game that you was a, um, a first-person shooter on no, rails? because we're about to get to that one. Because oh, then okay. Die Hard 2, which was set in the airport, you know, um, is a light gun shooter. Or the airport with the lava pit in the middle of it. Is the light gun. Right. So it was a first-person shooter on rails. So you could use your light gun. You could use the mouse or you could use your analog sticks on your controller. Uh, so different experience again. On the same game. And then you had number three. You had uh, Die Hard 3. It was a driving game. So you would race from point to point in a specific time limit, dodging things on the roads of New York City to get to the bombs. Like Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Jeez. It was great. It was phenomenal. I heard an interesting fact, just to completely uh, change the subject, but uh, no, no, funny uh, fact. So uh, Crazy Taxi came out, right? Uh, yep. And then uh, Sega developed that. Then EA went, hey, we can do that, and basically cloned it and did Simpsons Hit and Run. And then Sega sued EA for oh. copyright because uh, Sega had the propriety on uh, the arrow that comes up yeah. to tell you which way to go. Oh, no And way. Uh, because EA used that, Sega won, uh, and they weren't allowed to do that anymore. And then uh, like all the game companies came together and did the ma- and that's how the map that we use today is created. Yeah, Down mini the map. map. The mini map was created. Far out. All there because Sega went, no, you can't copy us. And EA went, all right, we'll do something else then. Really? Because EA is not problematic at all and hasn't been since. Never. Good company, EA. Well done. Now, the next one, Ben, is your game. But I could not for the last me find a video for this specific one because this is a specific pack. It is a specific pack, and it's one that hasn't uh, found its way into my home yet, but it is the Chrono Trigger, and I think it's Final Fantasy VI, Anto? You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the Final Fantasies. It's either six or it's eight. I'm pretty sure it's six. Uh, but it was a combo pack. It was the very first time... It was the Super Nintendo version of Chrono Trigger, but nice. it also had the Akira Toriyama came back and redid cutscenes. And they're all animated cutscenes that we have in the Game Boy now. Um, I remember when these were released, I downloaded the cutscenes and just watched them over and over and over and over again. I was so <laughs> in love with them. Uh, like They were episodic. And I was also obsessed with Dragon Ball Z at the time. And of course, Akira Toriyama uh, is responsible for Dragon Ball Z as well. So are they the cutscenes that appear on the 3DS? Yes, yep. exactly the same. Uh, fantastic game. Uh, Final Fantasy, yeah, whatever. But uh, if you have the opportunity to get... This this is probably the most affordable oh, Chrono Trigger. That was Frog? 
Yes. There you go. Yeah, the one that looks like a frog is frog. Or kaidu in um, Japanese, because Japanese, yeah, kaidu So you would say this is the most affordable chrono trigger? Yeah, you can probably pick this up for about $60 to $70. Oh, wow. Okay, I was expecting you to say heaps more. No, um, so the DS version now is at $1 to $200. And of course, the grail item of mine, the cart, the US cart. $700? No, seven to 1000 now. Yeah, right. Um, it, it's big time money. Uh, you could you could get the Japanese cut for like thirty bucks, but it's Japanese, so unless you are a Japanese reader and speaker, it might be a bit lost on you. I would say out of all these ones here, the probably the the most easily obtainable one is actually probably Resident Evil. Probably, to be honest, it might not be that case. It might be the the platinum. Not one. the next two. Uh, I mean, just other ones physically that I've got here. Uh, uh, but yeah, the next two. So now we're starting to get into more affordable, more easy to get games. So um, everyone that's probably familiar with the PlayStation has probably played a Tomb Raider game at some point in their life. Uh, Tomb Raider 2 on the PS1 was fantastic. It was this perfect mix of exploration, platforming, combat, puzzles. Uh, Had a lot more refined controls from the first one. Mm -hmm. So the first one was notoriously hard once again so not really fixed camera angles but yes fixed camera angles um, as opposed to Resident Evil where they fix on a wall this one is kind of fixed in specific areas around Lara uh, depending on what the background was um, much bigger environments I think you sat out in China in this one great wall uh, but yeah, really cool story. Really, you know, you have uh, yes, there was there's issues with the physicality of Lara, but you had a kick-ass female character who was the lead of her own game, not a side character, and she did not take crap from no one. And thank goodness they didn't exploit her at all. They totally did. But I choose to see the good things. Good. Speaking of exploiting. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> right there. All right. Okay. Um, okay, 90s, yeah. calm down. You'll see Tomb Raider 2 out there quite often. It's pretty cheap. Grab it. It's, it's great. Um, also, you'll probably see Crash Bandicoot. Uh, now, there is Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2. You'll probably see the most. I picked number 3, or Crash Bandicoot Warped. Uh, for Anto's reason, excellent music. Excellent music in this one. I actually remember the music in this one for some weird reason. Um, first ever non-Japanese game to hit a million, do- a million sales in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, weird little factoid that I found. It's a Crash Bandicoot game, though. They're fun. They're silly. They've got enough parts of them that are taxing that you keep going for one more shot without getting too hard. Not like the remake or remaster, which was stupidly hard. Uh, next one, Street Fighter Alpha 3. I'm not going to go into it too much because if you don't know what Street Fighter is, what the hell. Uh, but this is probably one of the best, if not the best Street Fighter version you could probably get. Uh, Anto, you'd agree with that one? Um, I think I would agree that it's probably the best version of Street Fighter Alpha 3. I remember, I remember this one being what I thought the coolest looking one. It, you had a lot of the uh, Street Fighter 2 cast come back into this final mm. iteration. Uh, it Big, massive sprites, uh, fluid gameplay. It was just on the cusp of Street Fighter 3 coming out. Um, so they were sort of experimenting a little bit. Uh, not so much with the parries, but there was uh, the super moves um, and the charge bar. Uh, a lot more reminiscent of what you see in Street Fighter 3 than you, uh, in, than you do in, in sort of Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah, Still was bad. was Alpha the specifically this one? This was where like grooves and things were introduced, correct? From playstyles, yes. Yeah, yeah. This was where they got a bit more experimental before settling on 
the system with parries and red parries in Street Fighter And this also onwards. came after they did all the whole Marvel versus Capcom, which were uh, the really big, fun button mashes. So they sort of incorporated some of that as well uh, and just having a good time. I remember being able to play this and actually being able to win some matches. Cause it was uh, and it just looked, uh, it was the first one I thought looked really cool. Like I just, I really liked the backgrounds and I really liked the character designs. Yeah. It looks yeah. brilliant. It, they need to go back to that kind of look. Mm. Another one that was one of my favorite games on the PS1 is uh, Medal of Honor. So I'd never really got into the Call of Duties, but I played the heck out of Medal of Honor. So fun fact, Steven Spielberg created Medal of Honor. He was making um, Saving Private Ryan and decided he wanted to do a video game which was not just a video game for fun, but it actually took historical lessons and taught people stuff as well. Yeah, right. So in between each mission, you would get a little rundown of the actual mission that, uh, that happened. And you would get some little um, some FMV footage. It was really, really cool. Uh, going back and looking at the the levels are not very um, they're not very long. They're not there's not a lot of uh, people or units around. But the fact that it uh, it took that story and did, wasn't afraid to um, to show dark side of war. Yep. Without glorifying it, without making it uh, too dark either. It was just, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It did have a multiplayer, which I thought was kind of cool as well. Um, don't know why you're giving this to me. Gran Turismo 2. Uh, Cars meant, go that, that and the next one was meant to be the other way around. Okay. Gran Turismo 2, uh, look, it improved everything on the first game. It was the Forza for PlayStation before Forza was Xbox. Um, it, was the, it was the simulation racer that everyone talked about. And number two, you got an unprecedented, unprecedented 650 different cars you could race. Wow. On a PS1 game. Uh, sure 27 more than tracks. what the newest one launched with. Sorry, mate? Isn't that more than what the newest Gran Turismo launched with? Uh, probably. I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, this was the racing game. Like, if you wanted to have a simulation racer, it was Gran Turismo. It was Gran Turismo 2. It was unreal. Yeah. Uh, last one, Ben? Uh, last one we talked about uh, previously. It's uh, the Spider-Man. Thwip, yeah. thwip, thwip, thwip. Uh, real fun time. Uh, was the first game, I think, that went from a side-scrolling to a third person. I believe so. Uh, swinging around New York City for the very first time. Um, again, it's not the perfected way for me. That's the Spider-Man movie number two. Um, but yeah, this, this was a great game. You could combo, you could chain combos. You actually felt like Spider-Man and it was based off the excellent Spider-Man animated series Correct. which part of the reason why the animated series was so good uh, was because the writers had never even really read Spider-Man didn't really know much about it other than that he was a superhero so they decided to focus on Peter Parker and not Spider-Man without knowing that that's like the very essence of Spider-Man it's Peter Parker and how being Spider-Man affects his life and his relationships with all his um, co-hosts and then the narrator of this? Uh, it's not Bruce Campbell it was someone else, though. It was someone else of importance, and I thought you knew was who it was. Was it Stan? No, I can't remember, but I thought you did know. No, no, no. Damn the, it. <laughs> the um, narrator of the Spider-Man movies was Bruce Campbell. It was Bruce and Campbell. And of some of the later games. You. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, this game was fantastic. It was so much fun. It was the first time I played a game as Spider-Man and felt like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Those are some games. If you see those out there, pick them up, play them. We think they're worthwhile. Yeah. There are some honorable mentions. I'm just going to run through them. Uh, things like Tenchu Stealth Assassins was fantastic and hard. Uh, Wipeout is an excellent F-Zero-esque racing game for the PlayStation. Soul Reaver Legacy of Kane's really cool. Uh, Oddworld Abe's Odysseys, great uh, platformers. Uh, Rayman, uh, Parappa the Rapper, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, Driver, excellent race. But one I would like to point out, and I don't know if you have heard of it. I'm pretty sure Anto would have. 
was uh, Vib Ribbon. Vib Ribbon. Yes, I have. Is that the... Vib Ribbon. That's the case that's black with a very bunny. Yes. It's yep. got like yes. Vetrex style graphics. Yeah, that it's game's super, cool. super expensive now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So this is a game where the... It's a platformer where the environment is decided depending on what music CD you put into the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. You put a... It responds to the music CD no matter what you put in there and that's how you get the environment in the game of a platformer. It is... Very, very cool. I would love to play it. I'd never heard of it until a little while ago. Uh, oh, no. I had heard of it. Didn't know what it was. King Kaiju has a copy of oh, it. Of course And it I does. believe it's one of Dan's favorite games as well. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's super wacky. Um, even the original stages and music that it comes with like as a base game are surprisingly hard. Because um, it, it's, it's as Floppy described, a platformer, but it's like a rhythm game at the same time. Yeah. Um, I made the mistake when I got the opportunity to play it before I left the UK of putting a Dragon Force CD in and it didn't <laughs> go well. <laughs> it's just a nightmare of shapes and button prompts that playing for your first time, not a good idea. So you really want to put some like classical music in there to start off with? Yeah, slow paced stuff. Um, Just put some Beatles in there, some nice simplistic yeah, like slow chords. rock, I guess sort of generic pop music would be a good place to start if you wanted to get into it. But Twinkle, twinkle, little star it is. There yeah. it is. Uh, speaking of twinkle twinkle little stars how I wonder how we quiz on your face yep that's the song uh, this is quiz on your face our uh, multiple choice video game questionnaire quiz time fun for happy pants uh, for happy pants <laughs> I have four questions here two from me two from our beloved Patreons Dylan the Villain and Michael Towns uh, I'll ask a question for multiple choice uh, possibilities uh, and Floppy and Anto will call out their name if they think they know the answer the scoreboard as it stands now we have Ben S from the Toy Power Podcast on one Jazz on two Trent from Toy Power Podcast, also on two. Brayden is on five. And at the top, after having the quiz all to himself last week and only getting one question quizzed right. Quizzed on his own face? He quizzed just the once. He wasn't able to get a double or triple pump. <laughs> oh, God. Anto. Who, who does, really? <laughs> usually it's on the belly. Um, <coughs> and, <laughs> and there goes PG. <laughs> Anto's on 18 and Floppy's on 18. So we're both, so we're tied. So you're, you're tied. You're tied. Okay, here we go. Question number one from Michael Towns from Game Boy Games. <clears throat> Between 1999 and 2002, the top five best selling games in Australia were from which series? Hang on, hang on, what was the timeline? Sorry? What was the time frame? Sorry? 99 to 2002. Okay. Tomb Raider. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, C, Pokemon, or D, Russell Grant's Floppy. Astrology for Nintendo DS. <laughs> Floppy? It's got to be Pokemon. It is Pokemon. Yeah. So Floppy on 19. That was a bit of an easy one from Michael Towns. Just yeah. to throw it out there, I had no idea because, again, people are focusing on Australian questions, not generic ones. <laughs> well, it's almost like the whole world's against you. That's pretty generic. Like, I, I'd assume Pokemon it's would Pokemon. be the best seller everywhere. Based on the times, like the time frame, I would have assumed Tony Hawk's because that was when it was super popular around the rest of the Between world. Between 99 and 2002, Anto, were there five Tony Hawk games released? And were they all top sellers? See, I didn't know there were that many Pokemon games released in the span of three years. Maybe two. So. It's Pokemon. Like, look they, at got them two, all. they got two, they release in pairs. Uh, triplets. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
We are, uh, I'm going to have to shoot an image over to you in assets after this is done as well, Anto. Okay. Um, which computer was the PlayStation 2 look based on? The Amstrad CPC 6218, <laughs> the TV Game 15, the Pentium 2, or the Atari Falcon 030 Microbox? Anto. Anto? The Amstrad? Uh, hang on, let me uh, move my page. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, wow, okay. Do I guess or do I just get that point? No, no, you have to guess. Uh, say them again. Uh, TV Game 15, Pentium 2, or the Atari Falcon oh, 030 Microbox? Well, it's not the TV game 15 because I can see the box up there. <laughs> uh, you You've say Pentium? Uh, nah. Pentium 2. So the other one, whatever that is. D, the Atari Falcon? Sure. Correct. Oh, and I don't even know what the fuck that is. And I'm just forwarding you a link so we can bring it up and you can actually okay. see what it looks like. So we're like. talking about the original PS2, right? Like the, the original PS2. So we know what the big fat... PS2 looks like. Mm-hmm. Anto's going to bring up a picture of what the, uh, the, the the Falcon... Or a comic, depending on what he presses on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. okay. Yeah, there all right. And kind of looks like the PS5. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. There you go. A little bit of video game history there. Oh. As soon do. as I answered, I was like, crap. I... <sighs> did you know that though? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not. I, I don't was... know what the one you... You said Amstrad. I don't know what the Amstrad looked like. I knew it was... It was a computer beginning with A, and I got the wrong one. <laughs> Dylan the Villain asks, Atari ET is known for being horrible. How long did it take to create the game? Oh, floppy. Floppy? <laughs> Six weeks. Wow, yes. Well done. Correct. Did you watch um, the documentary? Uh, I've watched it before. I, I just know that. It's one of those weird, stupid facts that's stuck in my head from well, a documentary I watched probably 10 years ago. There you go, Dylan the Villain. Um, you, you didn't stump Floppy. By the way, um, going into the final question, Anto's on 18, Floppy's on 21. <laughs> I'm back, baby! To be fair, mm-hmm. if I were a bit quicker, I would have gotten it because I knew, but... Well, Floppy's that's not to be fair. Trigger, that's just you being slow and not playing the game correctly. Well, I thought we had to listen to the so options. Harsh. Final question. What year was the development studio Rare founded? Was it A, 1975, B, 1985, C, 1995, or D, 1990X? Anto. Anto? 85? Correct! What's 1990X? Yeah. Just generic any time in the 90s. Yeah. That would be correct! Every, no, every uh, future, and it wouldn't be correct because it was 1985. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Because they made Battletoads on the NES before they did Donkey Kong or anything else. They made games long before that. Yeah, exactly. They were making NES games. They made uh, Cobra Triangle, I believe. Made what? Cobra Triangle, which was a boat racing game. Speedboats. Oh. There you go. Uh, I would never have got that one. That would have been a total guess. And I probably would have guessed 90s. So at the end of that, Ben S on one, Jazz on two, Trent on two, Braden on five, Anto on 19, and Floppy on 21. But. Oh, what? Secret question? Five? No, no, I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you previews, news, and discussions on the past, present, and future of video games. But that's not all we do. Floppy. Yes. What do you do? What do I do? I like long walks in the park. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a spot of gardening. This is all bollocks. Uh, no, I do do in those. I don't like long walks on the beach. The beach is too much sand. It gets everywhere. It's hay sand. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't know why the beach it scares me. Ocean does. Uh, no, you can shoot over to Floppy Plays Games on so Instagram. Shoot over to oh, okay. Floppy Plays Games on Instagram where you can see uh, photos and comments of things that I've purchased to put into my collection, to play, to look at longingly from my couch. Yeah. Uh, last couple of things. I think I've actually made a couple of posts in the last week or two, which I've been slack on this year. Uh, some of my recent pickups. Oh, one, one, one of my recent pickups that, that Ben and Antu got really quite excited at. I yes. didn't even really realize why. Yep. So explain what we can see in that picture there, Floppy. So which one you, would you like me to explain? The, uh, the, the Nintendo Metroid. one? Yep. So my latest Nintendo collection. We're, we're not all in the same last week, but they're just the, the latest Nintendo things I bought was Sonic Mania, uh, which I tried to play with my kids today, and they said it was too hard and too fast, and they don't like it. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Smart, smart kids. Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which is like the worst Mortal Kombat game Awful. ever. But if you see it for not very much, you grab it. Um, and a copy of Samus Returns, which I bought from a local retailer for not very much money. Well, you showed it off in our Discord, and yeah. both Anto and I went, What? How did you find that? What? And, th- and then I went, I wonder why they're so funny about that. And then I looked up what it sells for, and it did, I did not pay anywhere near that. No. Uh, just for but reference, cool. I've got the uh, DS that came out with that game, and the DS that comes out with that game is like five or six hundred dollars. It's now. so good. Yeah, That's it. a, the red, the golden red one. Yep. Yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, but yeah, I bought that because uh, I played Metroid Dread last year and loved it, and want to play more. Mm. Um, Anto, what do you do? Uh, I do other stuff. Um, I recently <laughs> started a an Instagram page called Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy with a capital A N T was taken. Um, where I'm just sharing stuff that I have in my Final Fantasy collection. Um, I'm trying to find it because it ain't showing up. <laughs> it's been deleted because they heard that you were stealing my catchphrase. Yeah, it's probably that. What was um, the catchphrase? But yeah, no, it's just um, Final Fantasy with an O, so Fantasy. Um, it's again just pictures of stuff I have in my collection that are rare or hard to find. Um, bit of history behind it. Do you, do you do give a history? Yeah, I go there? into a little bit of a dive on um, you know where it came out, if it didn't make it to certain territories, uh, development history, that kind of thing. Um, the next thing I'm planning is probably my favorite and rarest piece of my collection. Ooh. Um, a which... lock of Cloud's hair. <laughs> the <laughs> Buster Sword. If the actual that. Buster Sword. <laughs> Pretty sure I can't ship in weapons to the country. You can ship in anything if you know how to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, no, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. Wink. Please don't arrest me. <laughs> um, other than that, not a whole lot. Um, I also have a generic Instagram page for myself where I used to put game stuff up, but I don't because I'm lazy. <laughs> so now it's cats. And now it's cats. Um, yeah, no, Final Fantasy. That's where most of my stuff is now because um, I'm just tired of the social media having my information and not just random things cool uh i have a couple of instagrams one that i've completely forgotten about to upload pictures this week whoops <laughs> bad game arts yeah bad game arts is where i put up uh, the worst art that has ever graced the 90s and 2000s uh, what is that mario yeah we talked about that last week he's just killing a turtle <laughs> he's out of the mushroom kingdom found a turtle on the street and just gone here you go little guy have a smash he's uh, just back. flat up murdering my favorite's the chunky dragon Where's the Chunky Dragon? On the right there, you can see the Chunky Dragon. He's having a big old fire breath at a jester. Uh, they're having a real good time. Yeah, so right bad on. game arts with an a bad game art with an S on the end because bad game art was taken. That's right. I came up with that catchphrase first. Anto stole it, and I will be suing him. He will be hearing from my lawyers and right, will be gotcha. paying me 
all the residuals that come from Final Fantasy or whatever that is. Bad game arts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or you can also head on over to Mr. Benjamin, where I put up uh, all my pictures of games and stuff that I've picked up for insurance purposes. Also, when I find a Pokemon game for $20 in a pawn shop. <laughs> That's porn, P-A-W-N, not no, the other one. They know no, no. what it is. It was a pawn shop. It, it was, was a Pokemon game. Yep. Ah. <laughs> Got to catch them all, and by them I mean diseases. diseases. <laughs> yeah. uh, Look at that one. Watch one. This is one of your shelf. All your box and like. Oh, that's 64. a video. That, that, that's a that's a video that I put together of just showing off my collection very very quickly. Look at the other creepy one of you in a suit about to stick your finger up someone's bum. That was last weekend at World Series Wrestling. That's a I guy that lost his jacket if ever I saw one. I it certainly is. Uh, I was there doing the commentary for World Series Wrestling. That was a good fun time. I got to meet some uh, U.S. wrestlers. Uh, they were fun uh, and some Australian wrestlers who are, are now wrestling overseas Excellent. in uh, the that was old cool video, by the way. wrestling place. Uh, it's to um, the Family Guy, you know, and Peter sings, I've got $15,000 of credit card debt. He sings yes. it with Quagmire. I put it to that because I'm wacky. I do know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I found it because I'm not stupid. Yay. <laughs> you take nice photos, man. We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. And until next time, we grace your ears with our voices and maybe tongues. Depends if you've been a good person. Uh, we, we've got this. To, uh, we'll leave you with this information. Floppy? Always circle to the left before you shake. Jesus Christ. <laughs>